This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, time for Fan Mail Friday. We're going to answer your questions, drop some knowledge and feedback, help you kick the weekend off right. If you're new to the Art of Charm podcast, this is not a great place to start. Most of our content is much more in-depth, much longer formats. Check out the best of at theartofcharm.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. We'll also send you this stuff to your email if you text charmed to 33444. There we've got the fundamentals of body language, nonverbal communication, attraction, negotiation, networking, and everything else we teach here at The Art of Charm. All right, let's cut to it. I've been in and out of relationships just like any other guy on the show, but this might be a little bit different. I started dating this girl online about two years ago. We hit it off great through email, then text, and finally phone to the point where we were spending hours on the phone with each other at night and becoming increasingly unproductive at work. I was 24 and dumb. What can I say? We would regularly try to set up a time to meet each other, but something always happened to screw up the meeting. Most of the time, it was that her phone would shut off, her family member got into trouble and she had to rescue them, we misinterpreted each other, so she was in my town and I was in hers, etc. Red flags, right? What seemed to be a common theme was that she was scared to meet me, and I kept being persistent but understanding and would set up a new time and date to try again, but it was to no avail. She unexpectedly broke it off on June of 2014, saying she was too busy with her new niece and work. About a month later, she calls me and tells me she slept with her ex-boyfriend, and she felt horrible and understood if I didn't want to talk to her ever again, but she wanted to work things out. I took her back, and we began working on our relationship when she found out she was pregnant with his child. I was devastated, to say the least, but knowing the father is a deadbeat and never keeps his promises, I decided that I would take the role of dad to this kid when she was born. Did I mention that we still hadn't met at this point? Now, fast forward eight months, she breaks it off again after months of trying to meet up and other emotional turmoil that would probably cause any of my friends to throw in the towel. She has the baby, and the dad still isn't really present. I'd started talking to someone who was older than me, and then she decided to stop talking to me, and yes, I met this one. I wasn't going to make that mistake again. Lo and behold, here comes my ex again, saying she wanted to work things out, and she wants me to meet her kid, and I say we can work things out. It's been nearly six months since that point, and we still have yet to meet, and we don't talk for sometimes days on end. We've been talking more seriously about when we're going to meet and if we're ever going to meet. What do I do? I feel that I love this girl, even though we've never met, and she's put me through the ringer more than once. My confidence has been completely shot through and through, and I've missed out on multiple opportunities to be with my oldest friend, who, by the way, told me she loved me about two months before she got married after a night of making out in my car. Looking for any insight, advice, slap upside the head you can give to a guy who is up a creek without a paddle. Sincerely, two years too late. All right, two years too late. This 
is a problem. You're right. There's a ton of red flags. You've been ignoring them willfully. I kind of get why. It's called a scarcity mindset. We've mentioned it a lot here on the program in the past. This relationship is safe for you. She can't reject you despite trying hard, actually, to push you away. Would you accept something similar from a male friend without the promise of some sort of long-term love? Probably not. And the reason that you're doing this is, again, the scarcity mindset. You feel like maybe you can't get anything else. Maybe it's safe for you. Maybe you don't have to face rejection. Maybe this is the best you think you can do. There's a lot of stuff here. But you have not met yet. That's the important thing that you need to remember. You have not met this person yet. You do not know who they are. You don't even know if she is who she says she is. You ever seen that show, Catfish? She's using you as an emotional safety net because she knows if you met her or she thinks if you met her, you might not like her anymore. And even if that isn't true, her actions signal this is how she thinks, which is a huge problem and another giant red flag. There's more even worse things to the story than she's hiding, and this is already bad enough. So bail, get out now. This is something that's never going to progress, and if it does, it's going to be your downfall, brother. Also, a note from the listener, Mike, who's an enrollment counselor at a college, says, uh, hey, if you have the contact information from last Friday's show, you may want to let the guy know who wrote about marrying the Chinese woman that through a process called optional practical training, a female student, or any student probably, can remain in the U.S. for another year legally working. That year would clearly buy them some time. And he sent a link below, which I will send to you. Uh, Mr. I'm about to marry my Chinese girlfriend after six months. And uh, you can also contact Mike directly if you have any questions. But again, it's called optional practical training. She can do some sort of job training on her F1 visa. Thought that might be a pretty good, pretty good piece of wisdom. It sure beats marrying somebody after six months and then realizing that you made a potential mistake. Hey, Jordan and AOC. I'm a huge fan of the show. You guys rock and I've learned so much from what you and the team have done. I'm looking into attending a boot camp sometime in the near future once I pay off my student loan. I wanted to see if you could help me or offer some type of advice. I'm in a relationship with a girl who I've been dating for 10 months. She's a great girl who I love dearly. Also, she's a massage therapist, which is a very nice bonus. About a month ago, I was home alone and her email was up on my computer. I shamefully did what many other jealous guys have done, and I snooped. It's a little uncharacteristic of me because while I've had a slight jealousy issues in the past... It's never been to a point where it caused me to snoop on a girlfriend. I'm not sure what triggered this, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Anyway, I read an email to her ex-husband, which was her confession that she had relations with two other men while they had been married. The email went on to explain that she felt their marriage could not be rekindled and that she wanted to split up. The next time I saw her, I confessed what I'd done and what I'd found. She explained that she was in a very dark time and was visibly and extremely upset about the situation. Since then, we've talked extensively about it, and her explanation was that he didn't give her the love she needed, never touched her or made her feel pretty, and having sex with other men was her form of acting out. Additionally, she was 21 when she got married and was 23 when she split up and had dated the guy since she was 15. She's also attributing this acting out to immaturity and to getting married at a young age. For the record, I'm 26 and she's now 25. I'm very ashamed of myself for having done this, but I'm not sure if I can overcome this or if I should end the relationship. I knew her previous marriage was a crappy one. According to her, the ex-husband was controlling, very untrusting, always putting her down and making her feel stupid, among other things. I treat her great, but I'm concerned that something might happen to cause her to cheat again with me. I've heard the phrase, once a cheater, always a cheater, but I don't really buy into this. However, I don't know if I can trust her because I didn't really know her then. What if she said the same sweet things to me as she said to him? 
After listening to your AOC episode with Kimberly Seltzer on how to find a therapist, I've decided to seek one out for myself. I've had two sessions and my third is scheduled for tomorrow to help me organize my thoughts. Since you guys have been so helpful for me in everyday life of self-betterment, I wanted to see if I could gather your opinion on this matter. Have you seen something like this before? Should I continue my counseling to overcome this issue? Is this even something I should overcome? Sincerely, Confused Boyfriend. Hey, Confused Boyfriend. All right, so this is kind of a funky question because, first of all, therapy is, de- is best, definitely. Therapy is definitely best here. You need to break things off with her now because the relationship is actually over. The reason it's over is because you don't trust her. The break in trust wasn't her cheating in the past. The break was you snooping and being jealous in the first place. You need to fix that. Therapy and counseling will help you, and you need to work on the issues you've got with trust and jealousy before any relationship will work with her or with anybody else. I'll reserve judgment on her actions here because they're actually not as relevant to the real question here, in my opinion. I think what we need to do is step back from her and just eliminate her as an even even a variable in this and look at the reasons that you've snooped through her email, the reasons you started not to trust her, the reasons you mentioned you were jealous before, because I think that's actually the problem, not necessarily the people you select and probably not having to do with her past relationships at all. I will say she was young. People do learn. People do make mistakes when they're younger. I'm not so sure about the once a cheater, always a cheater kind of thing, especially with really young people who get married too early. But I will say, don't even worry about that. Don't even focus on that. Focus on yourself and your own issues and you will learn to screen people in better because you will be healthier emotionally. Hi, AOC. I was listening to the most recent Friday episode and wanted to add on to the advice you gave the husband who was trying to persuade his wife of the value of AOC's boot camp. I happen to be a wife and mom, and here's a strategy that may work to persuade moms in particular. It's for the children. In fact, I happen to start listening because I'm raising four kids, two girls and two boys, and was looking for information on how to describe what qualities make someone successful in life both so they can emulate those qualities themselves and look for them in others. If my husband wanted to go, all he'd have to do is say, I want to see how they teach this stuff so I can teach the kids the same strategies. Maybe heap it on a little and talk about giving the kids an advantage as they encounter and or navigate the working slash social world. I'd be sold in a hot minute. Just a thought in case this question ever comes up again. Even though I'm not the target audience, I love the podcast. Keep up the great work, Jody. Awesome, Jody. Thank you. Great points. One of the largest advantages of this stuff for parents is giving our kids, our own kids, the advantages we never had and getting it early enough to experience the compounding returns on that investment and that skill set. I mean, imagine if you thought this way, the AOC way about relationships when you were 16, your entire life would be different and you would have done many more amazing things than you've already done. You would have an immeasurable advantage. I can't even imagine it. It's kind of it's kind of amazing and depressing at the same time to think, you know, we all have that. What if, what if I knew then what I knew now? And you can give that in large part to your kids if you have the skill set to teach them yourself. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years going through endless resumes. Well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash charm. Just go to indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Jordan, I appreciate everything you guys do. You guys definitely help set the path to becoming a better person in every way. My question is, how would you go about handling a situation in where a good friend of yours confided to you that she was in a relationship with a married man with kids? Thankfully, the guy was man enough to call it off, which left my friend with a deep sense of loss. When I first found out, I did what any friend would do and listened without any judgment. But when I expressed how the entire situation was wrong, suddenly I've become the bad person and that I just don't understand the love they had for each other. I'd like to get your take on this and possibly see how you would go about resolving it. Thanks, and sincerely, Insanity in a Nutshell. Hey, Insanity in a Nutshell. Look, I'm, I'm going to be blunt. She didn't ask you to call anything out. She needed friendship. She's hurting. And frankly, it wasn't really any of your business to shove your opinion, and it, you know what they say about opinions, into this. I, I don't understand. What was the point of judgment? Are you going to stop being friends with her? If so... Just stop then. If not, keep your judgment to yourself. You should apologize and you should let her know that you screwed up being her friend to express your opinion, which she knows anyway and is afraid of being judged for in the first place. She confided in you because she thought you would not do this to her and then you did. You can, however, talk about it later if she's interested in doing so. I mostly agree she shouldn't have gotten into that relationship in the first place, but she knows that as well. So apologize and be a friend to her. She already learned a lesson here, and she doesn't need a moralistic one from you. Hey, Jordan. I've been dating this girl for about three months, and it's been oddly fantastic. Easily the best relationship to date where we just seem to jive on most core components that are essential in a relationship. Sense of humor, intelligence, honesty, sex, etc. However, there is definitely a difference in the way both of us have grown up. I started working at 14 without ever having a gap in my employment. Bought my first house at 23. Now own my own company that does very well at 29 years old. I've been taught to always work your ass off for what you want. She's grown up a bit differently and primarily due to the faults of her father not being around and later in life coming back with money to throw at the problems of the past. She's almost 31, works roughly 10 hours a week, and makes ends meet with an allowance from her father each month. I feel bad because I don't understand that dynamic and feel that it's none of my business, but I see how it's bleeding into our relationship now. There are definitely expectations of being taken care of in that way. She doesn't come off as a gold digger, entitled, or anything of the sort. It just seems that she's always been conditioned that the man pays for things and the woman's contribution is more sporadic and minimal, i.e. paying for groceries here and there, picking up the tab every once in a while, and maintaining the house, provided you live together. This recently made me feel very uneasy when we booked a trip to Vegas and I proposed we split the flight in Hotel 50-50, knowing damn well I'd be buying every meal while we were there. 
It came as a shock to her, and long story short, we've been discussing the dynamics of our relationship in regards to money for the last three days. I, too, am fine adopting the traditional values of the man paying for the majority, long term, provided there is a trade-off. Perhaps the value add from her doesn't come in the form of money, but instead through cooking, cleaning, maintaining the house, etc. But we aren't there yet and don't even live together at this point. The circular argument has made me feel oddly uncomfortable. One side of me is thinking, this is a huge red flag and she's acting like an entitled princess, whereas the other side of me is thinking, I make probably 15 times what she does, am I being a cheap ass? I just never understood why people feel they deserve a free ride. She would argue that a free ride is not the expectation, but that her contribution comes in other ways, like sometimes paying for groceries, a round of drinks, meals every once in a while, etc., but agreeing the man should be the one taking care of most things. I'm lost. What do I do? Just a dude. Hey, just a dude. Have you talked about this with her at all already? I mean, in many ways, this situation, if it's not kind of too late and if you can do it without a ton of emotion, being direct is key. It is early for her to expect a lot. I mean, look, is she really conservative socially? Was she raised that way? Does she do other things for you a lot that would hold up her end of the quote-unquote bargain? For example, if she's really conservative and has conservative notions about gender roles, maybe she cooks, maybe she cleans the house, maybe she wants traditional gender roles. Or is she expecting you to pay for everything while she adds nothing to the equation other than simply being female? These are the questions that you need to ask. If it's the latter, that's a bad sign. It's a red flag. You can get out. And if it's the former, you need to talk and figure out what type of relationship you want, including what type of gender roles you're comfortable with inside of that relationship. Hope you all enjoyed that. Don't forget, you can reach us at Friday at theartofcharm.com. We read everything, and we'd love to hear from you. I did a video this week as well about emotional button pushing, about how we can find some serious gold in the emotional buttons that trigger us, what those triggers mean, how to find them, and what to do about them. That can be found at theartofcharm.com slash FMF49. Also, don't forget the Art of Charm Challenge at theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text charmed, charmed, to 33444. Step-by-step instructions help you become better at making personal and professional connections become a better networker, increase your personal social capital and charisma for both guys and gals here. We're unisex up in this piece. So check it out at theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text charmed to 33444. Quick shout out to Chris in Mauritius, which almost rhymes, and Norman in Chengdu, China, both listening to AOC overseas. Are you in a strange land listening to my familiar voice? If so, hit me up and I'll shout you out. More from AOC at theartofcharm.com. Now have a great weekend. Get out there and connect and leave everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and more at theartofcharmpodcast.com.